This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. According to recent reports, Vijay Malia has left two things. He left Indian authorities red-faced and uh, he also left a 9,000 crore debt. And the Art of Living event is happening on the banks of Yamuna or not. We'll discuss that too. The cricket match shifting from Dharamsala to Kolkata. Should we play Pakistan? Should we not play Pakistan? Raj Thakre asks his men to destroy any autos with new registration numbers in true uh, MNS style. We talk about that and much more. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta, episode 58. I'm Abhinandan Sekri and I was not responsible for the joke at the outset. Our producer Karthik inserted that and because I didn't want to break his heart, I let that joke go. Karthik, it is a terrible joke. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Remember when the co- when corporations pay, corporations are served. When the public pays, the public is served. Support independent media, support news laundry. Go on iPay to keep news free. Click on the button and choose a subscription of your choice. And yeah, support us. We have with us today our guest Hindol Sen Gupta. Hi Hindol. Hi. Thanks for inviting me. Well, anytime. It was joke was funny. It was? Yeah. Okay, Karthik. <laughs> it was, now it was your joke. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll claim it. I'll do what as, many journalists do. As Spike Milligan said, uh, sense of humor is no laughing matter. <laughs> That's true, actually. That it was Anand Ranganathan, our very own consulting Hi. editor. And Madhu Trehan is with us. Hi. And on the phone joining us is our new managing editor, Deepanjana Pal. Hello. Hi. So I'll introduce Hindol first for those of our viewers who are just getting into the new space. Hindol is a journalist and a writer. He is currently editor at large at Fortune India and founder of the Wipole Trust. Wipole Trust, kya hota hai? Well, it's just a foundation that me and another journalist created to try and simplify governance information. So we, for instance, did a lot of work in mapping Delhi and and Delhi's gender problems, mapping Delhi as a gender uh, problematic city. So we did the first hundred most unsafe places. No, hundred most unsafe places. Oh, I see. Oh, like that. So we Why, did hundred. We did a map of hundred most unsafe places. So we did a. This was two three years that. ago. Yeah. So we did a huge, like fifty thousand people were surveyed in Delhi, and we did hundred most unsafe places. Let's get right. that. Oh, so I didn't things like that. So we did a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've written six books. The latest one being, being Hindu. As in the latest one is being Hindu, not the one latest one being being Hindu. Uh, you get it right. Being Hindu, old faith, new world. Anand, in fact, interviewed you on his book, and that interview is available on the link below. You can click if you haven't seen it already. So, hi everybody. Let's get started. And thank you, Karthik. You have been working really hard on this podcast, and it has seen a lot of success because of your hard work. And Karthik also puts clothesline together, the editing, the images. So, thanks, Karthik. <laughs> Applause. And he's wearing a T-shirt today, saying "Reborn." Reborn. 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 Oh, I thought reborn. Oh, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm for just do it. What do you want to start with? Anand, you take first pick today. What what issue would you want to go with? We have a whole bunch you heard at the top. There's also the EPF tax revision and the revision to the revision. If you want to talk about that, there's the NGD panel on the art of living. The bankers yeah, Malia. we can start with the. Uh, oh, you want to talk about Malia. JNU? Your your campus it has still been <laughs> after. Okay, we'll use the What's happening? Yeah. It's been a month, more what's than a month. The, what's happening on the campus? Well, it's uh, they have these daily uh, teach-in uh, lectures where they block the main entrance steps, and you know, um, a professor comes and gives a lecture. 
and a uh, lot of hollering and uh, kind of uh, when is your lecture i want to watch <laughs> no aapke no, lecture ko holler karega na uske haddiyon ka surma bana denge i'm joking before anyone says acha bachchu acha bachchu you are also violent anyway huh. but otherwise it's quiet i mean the science departments are working as usual hmm. uh, i don't know about the humanities uh, one i think the uh, junta which is not the burmese junta but uh, jawaharlal nehru university teachers association hmm. kind of a freudian slip there junta uh, they advocated wearing of black bands and assembling uh, under the vice chancellor's office to protest against the registrar uh, right. uh, whom they have uh, started calling as the ex registrar for some odd reason <laughs> <laughs> i just read they've de recognized him or something on the way yeah. that's a lovely way to do a talaq you know you want to divorce your husband just start calling to here's my ex husband <laughs> I kind of like that oh, nuance of it, mean. you know. So every time they are, you know, they want to talk of registrar, they address him as ex-registrar. Sure. I was um, intrigued to see. Sorry for butting in. Yeah. Uh, uh, the leak of a couple of letters today of an incident that supposedly took place on the uh, in October last year about the shenanigans of uh, Kanaya. Of, of, Kanaya. Of Mr. Kumar. Apparently, he was accused of uh, well, threatening a girl. Uh, he was sort of spotted um, in a in a in a sort of an odd situation of urinating in the JNU campus. That's what the letter seems to suggest, and the lady who's put up this letter in a website seems to suggest. And that, you know, basically an exchange New, of words happened. And News X is breaking that story. Yeah, they're I, breaking that story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, dude, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. You But know, I mean, I, my only point to this whole JNU thing is that I think, I think somebody said this, and I and I really believe that's true. I think the only solution to this kind of chaos is to basically academize the whole place. Essentially, say that look. This is an institution. You can do all the politics you want, but it's a finite time, right? You come in for a PhD. You have five years, one more grace year, six years. If you haven't finished your PhD, bye bye. You know, then no longer are we responsible for you. You don't have a room. You don't get the money. Yeah, people you didn't do stay you there for years and years. That's the problem. In Lucknow Medical College, there was one guy who had been studying there for 15 years. Yeah, so those are. And the... finally, he left. This was when my husband was studying in Lucknow Medical right. College, and uh, finally he left and he put up a board. Experience of 15 years in Lucknow Medical College. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's the problem. I think essentially the point of of solution solving such things is you basically put an academic rigor and say sure it's one of the best institutions we have in the country you're fortunate to be selected here you are the state will pay for you you can do all the politics you want but finally we want you to get an education and a degree if that's what you want if you don't want that we will only pay for you for a finite amount of time yeah i think after that, that's 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 after that's that you do what you want in fact right? even du should have that they have all the jubilee hostel people at 40 get their yeah, wives I mean. and kids and live there okay um so that's that i interviewed him this week and uh i would like to share my views who did you interview kanhaiya kumar kanhaiya oh how interesting got a very good response and okay. uh, i i one thing that i was um uh, th that was a revelation well not a revelation i wasn't expecting one thing or the other but i do think he is an extremely smart politician hmm uh and he's an extremely aggressive guy uh it's it's he's not the you know from the initial coverage one would think he's the passive gandhian he is not the passive gandhian and that was very very clear 
Uh, but yeah, he's a very bright guy. He's smart. He's a communist. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting actually. When I, pre I asked him on the communism thing and I said, is it outdated? Is it... In fact, that's when he I saw... He didn't answer that. No, the clause came out. You know, there was an issue... Rhetoric. There's yeah. an immediate reaction. You know, he said, yeah, RSS ka outdated hai, it is an outdated. I said, and is communism a very up-to-date and cutting-edge kind of <laughs> philosophy? So he said, aapko kya pata communism ke baare mein? Aap kya jaan? He said, aap batao, aap kya pata hai? I want to say, Munna, hum jitna jaanta hai communism ke baare mein, utna jaanta hai. I did love how you launched into a nice, neat little 101 of economic models. No, 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 because that is, I have what I had been taught in school. No, but where has it worked? No, but simple question. Where has it worked? And this is my fun. What came to my head was, Madhu said, Madhu always says, be polite. Because my, you know how I am, Anand. My usual reaction is, बेटा जितना हमें पता है ना और डेट लाइन जिस प्रिंसिपल के तुम स्टूडेंट हो वहाँ के प्रिंसिपल हमसे ट्यूशन लेता बट एनीवे आई जस्ट सेड डेट इस दिस बट ही वेरी कन्वीनिएंटली चेंज व्हाट कम्युनिज्म मींस एंड दैट आई थिंक इज इंटरेस्टिंग व्हिच मींस इन माय व्यू इवन इफ यू वांट टू टेक but here's the other problem that I keep seeing. Look, I mean, I'm from Calcutta. I spend all my families from Calcutta. Actually, in Delhi, including students of JNU who shout about communism, have actually never lived under communism. Yeah. If you really think about it, all the people, most of the people who discuss communism in India have actually never lived under communist rule. Please ask the people who have lived under but communism. But there has never been communist rule. I think the larger discussion, but what even, is communism, what is capitalism? No, no, but even as a democratic communist rule, hmm. how many people who shout about communism, even among the sort of, you know, uh, you know, the academia in Delhi and so on and so forth, how many of them have actually even lived under, under a democratically elected communist government? What happened in Calcutta, I mean in Bengal, yeah. is a fine example of how all business was forced to leave. And, it and hundreds and thousands the, uh, of people Bengal were murdered. Yeah but, that's, yeah. yeah, but that's not the only example. I mean, someone can throw this. I'm, I'm not throwing it. What I'm saying is that is not a measure of discussing the ideology. One but can say, know, one second, that Kerala achieved 100% literacy sure. with communist governance. So, you know, but you know, Kerala is one positive example in some sense. I remember once we were there on a vacation and as we were driving through the villages of Kerala, yeah. everybody had braces on their teeth. I said, how come so I've never seen a place with that many braces on people's teeth? They said, because dental care is free. No, that's, they were told, brace yourself, communism is coming. <laughs> they just misunderstood. <laughs> but, 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 no, but Kerala, that is his Just one point about Kerala. Of course, I mean, all the human indices, um, human yeah. development indices are the best in the country. But, you know, what often the... Uh, the supporters of communists, they ignore is the, the massive remittances that Kerala gets That's from the right. Gulf. I mean, it is an economy where, uh, you know, the, av the unemployment is very high, people are leaving the state, and yet it is rich and very good in human uh, development because yes. of the remittances. Sir, Sir Punjab, everyone's left Punjab, Birmingham, Toronto is full of Punjabis, that doesn't mean Punjab uh, education is, uh, human development is any better. It's like the bunghole of regressive uh, gender politics. So, so South so, India, so, obviously. So, now, so let me not go there. South Deepan India is the... <laughs> Ranga girl, South India rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, Dipanjana, you want to weigh in on this before we move swiftly on to another subject? Um, I honestly think that none of the isms have really been uh, followed in any of that sort of ideological rigor that we speak of. Most people who are champions of an ism have no idea what that ism actually entails or what the literature of that ism entails, particularly at the foot soldier level. So I think like picking at communism in particular is kind of unfair because as we have seen 
uh, in recent time, there is no one who is a champion of a certain ism in an extremist way who seems to be particularly clued in on their literature. Hmm. But I just have one sort of question and, and one query to that argument, which is, if you were to, to look at many other isms, so to speak, whether capitalism or libertarianism or whatever, there are parts of the world, and that's the question Madhu began with, there are parts of the world which are run on vaguely, even vaguely, even if you want to use the word vaguely, on the basis of that ism. I often wonder which part of the world has successfully been run, successfully, been run on the basis even vaguely, even vaguely on communism. Well, there are only three and a half countries left. Cuba's on the verge. North Korea is another one. I can answer that question. Yeah. But Deepanjana would like yeah. to add, let her first. No, uh, as in we're, just, we're saying that communism is discredited by its practical... Uh, no, what I think Hindal is saying, where has it, where has a system of governance existed where that is the system that was adopted and followed and has failed as spectacularly as communism has failed? And, and it was successful. Where no. was it adopted even? Well, I think if you look at the principles of it, then uh, while they will not call themselves the communist state, but if you look at what the way the systems of governance operate in a place like Sweden, they're actually pretty uh, extreme left and they're... Um, there is socialized medicine. So, see, now that's... Not Sweden. Sweden it's a welfare is a country state. that I go again and again yeah. to. Yeah. The, the Nordic countries, the one thing that you, uh, you need to, I mean, we, we have to understand about the Nordic countries is that the, Sweden, for instance, you look at the number of successful global companies that have come out of Sweden, whether it's H&M, whether it's IKEA, whether it's Electrolux, you name the company. Their system is entirely based on capitalism at the highest form. No, 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 that's, now that's, that's a question of how one wants to spin it. But, I will, and then I, they I take can, that money and invest yeah, But it. I can argue from the other side that it is based on socialism of the highest form where your uh, education is completely free, where you get the money from. So here's what I'm saying, which yeah. is why to identify it. And here I agree with Ashok Malik, he right. wrote a piece, we live in a post-ideological era. Sure, and sure. I And I've been saying that for the longest time. Sure. But I think, for example, where has it worked? Social Security, yeah. the New Deal in America. Yeah. It is a completely, sure. if you want to, if you're too, the ends of your spectrum are capitalism, yeah. communism, yeah. I would say it was on the communist side of the spectrum. Sure. All right? But Sing I mean, the, yeah, let yeah, me just finish. Yeah, yeah. In Singapore, housing. It is the most spectacularly capitalist, but the housing is completely what sure. you would call communist. Sure. Now, what I'm saying is the biggest mistake in selling the concept, a communist don't know how to, they don't know how to sell. Okay? Where capitalism has failed as spectacularly as communism has failed is Chile, mm. Bolivia, Iran, mm. where the US completely pushed mm. all natural resources mm. because of a Shah that they were, you know, they wanted or a dictator that they wanted mm. and they raped the entire, the concept, the word banana republic. Mm. Out of all the people who use it, do they know where it comes from? It comes from what capitalism did to South America. Sure. So the only difference is that time the Iran didn't call his country the capitalist nation of Iran. Mm. So when it spectacularly failed, no one could say, look, capitalism has failed. It didn't call itself the capitalism nation of Chile or the capitalist nation of Ecuador. Mm. They just called themselves Ecuador. If they had called themselves that, mm. so what I'm saying is it no, is a, I mean, it I is a failure. Just one, no, one, one, I one think small point. So first we have to define one small thing. How are we defining eitherism? Is if you take away the point, like the Swedish example, the Nordic example, if you take away the point, See, no one is debating on social welfare. The, the point of view where I come from or people like me come from, the free marketeers come from, is do you have right to private capital or not? 
That's the point. Should money be invested? Even Milton Friedman didn't say wipe out all the investment in, in schools, right? Even he didn't say it. And he was the, you know, the greatest, whatever, free marketeer, economist, and so on and so forth. But the point is, do you have right to private capital? If you argue that there is right to private capital, but the state should invest hugely in welfare, that's fine. That's no problem. Yeah, sure, that the, is what is being said. All I was saying was, yeah. as far as definitions go, sure, sure, sure. if you were to say this definition sure. has failed and this definition has succeeded, that's just a question of how history has been written and the word used. And Marx Ad actually died Otherwise, before. everything is a mixed it was ever played out in any country. He wrote a book. And Marx has been rumored to have said, I'm not a Marxist, so I, I <laughs> But that's that question about Christianity, right? Was Christ a Christian? Christian. Oh, he was a Jew, right? No one has been able to really answer that question. I mean, it's one of those. So, um, uh, so let's just move on to the next. And uh, Deepanjana, you don't have the benefit of being here. So if you want to hmm. interrupt, just say, I want to interrupt. Because here, what okay. we do, we just pinch each other. So, Don't say I want to interrupt, just talk. Just talk. Okay, I'd like to kick off the Vijay Malya session with a really funny tweet by Ramesh Srivats that I just read before this. <laughs> it says, it's in three lines, it says, recent history of Vijay Malya. Ran UBL, USL, Kingfish Airline. Then ran UBL, USL. Then ran UBL. And then ran. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Good one. So, uh, yeah, on this, uh, I think uh, Arnab can take the credit. He is the one who started flogging this story till it came to life and now everyone's carrying it. So I think in a sense, although I mocked him the other day uh, for being the most, what did he say? We are the most influential or the most impactful in the channel? Well, with this story, I would say he can say, Haan, beta bola tha na, bada tweet kar tha. Ab bol. What do you think, Madhu? I think, yeah, it was a, an easy one for him because it means that he's not going against uh, the ruling party. <laughs> yeah. Um, the party in power. Uh, so it's easy to, in India, it's always easy to go after a journalist because, uh, uh, sorry, it's always easy to go after a business person mm -hmm. because no one has sympathy for a business person, mm -hmm. even when he's in jail. Mm -hmm. No one does. So that's an easy flog, which is fine. I'm, I'm quite happy that he did it because he's one of them, one of them who has done this with public money. And the worst part Madhu, was... Madhu, I must interject you when you say it is the easiest thing to do. How many people go after Ambani? That is not an easy no, answer. No, that's a very simple answer. <laughs> I think uh, you have to pick your businessman. Yes. Yeah, no, I think, I think there's a very simple answer to that. Uh, Vijay Malia does not have uh, a reputation of being vindictive. Hmm. That's why. But besides now... He's Let the rest be unsaid, if you know what I mean. So I think uh, uh, the fact is that it's public money. It just... And the, and the fact that he didn't pay salaries, that pinches. The spectacular People failure. committed suicide, that hurts. Um, yeah. it's but you see, I, I have a, a different take from what, you know, what is the general discourse on Malia. Mm. People are, uh, you know, going after Malia, which is fine, except our government, everyone seems to be going after Malia. <laughs> but the point is, uh, you know, it's like the same with the Anderson during the Bhopal gas tragedy. Criminals, I mean, you put a criminal in a jail, the first thing he would do is, he or she would try and escape. That's what criminals do. Mm. I do not blame the criminals for that. I blame the government for allowing this to happen. I don't think that Anderson would have gotten away if the social media existed then. The government would have had so much pressure. 
Yeah, that was too big. From people the were dying media. because of But yeah. Madhu, social media existed during the time Quatrochi's uh, hearings were going on in Malaysia. Social media existed even now and Malia has run away. It's, it's so, not so big. That's I mean, true. You know, but the, there but was the a complete lack of pressure. And the way it happened with Quatrochi was everything was so underhand that before we knew it, he was informed that he's going to be arrested. Before we knew it, he was gone. But you so see, that's the thing. So it was in collusion with the government. Eight, eight days ago, Malia is supposed to have left eight days ago. Ah, I believe second And we floor. got to know only yesterday. So you see, even in this time of social media, for a week, nobody knew the whereabouts of, you know. Uh, that's amazing. That's a story. And, I would and like to it's a that. very interesting aspect that because he owns some ships, if he stays in on sea... How do you arrest him? He's an Then you don't. You waters. send those uh, Italian Marines. <laughs> Great idea. National service. But you know, I mean, to come back to this, sorry, I'll just, i just take a couple of. That's a good one, actually. That's a really good one. Good two, one. two good jokes yeah. today. Even Madhu approved of this one. <laughs> but the first one you stole. It was actually his ah, joke. Think, yeah. <laughs> but you know, to come back to this, I'm mean, for example, uh, I took Amraj to what Shekhar Gupta was saying, complimenting the government for on, saying on that. What sorry? Well, you know, uh, for giving, allowing the public sector banks to go after loan defaulters. So he's saying, oh, compliments to it. That's rubbish. I mean, the whole purpose of having a nationalized bank is so that politicians can actually arm twist these managers, and we know how they're appointed, so that they give loans out. So the, the, whole, the whole facade is corrupted by the government, nothing to do with the bank. No, and also, we know it during the time of Sanjay Gandhi, Indira Gandhi. I mean, who you know, the famous cases of Standard Chartered, not sure. Standard Chartered, the, uh, what was it, the Sanjay Gandhi's bank for Maruti. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, I have a question, Anand. Explain to me this, that from the size of the loans that were given to Malia and the banks having not got after him, doesn't that raise the question immediately of the bank officials being compromised? Yeah, IDBI guys under uh, investigation, isn't that but right? But Madhu, the compromises, of course, I mean, actually those guys have no, I mean, they have no power. The way it works as business journalists, we have tracked this, it's just that there is no real evidence so we cannot publish it, right? It was very simple. For years this has happened in Maharashtra, for instance. Let's just take the example of Maharashtra, right? India's wealthiest state, right? nationalized banks especially would get chits from particular officers saying isko 90 crore de do handwritten chits which the manager would have to clear and write off this went on for years and years and years in fact actually if all the vijay malia i think is this did not even the tip of the iceberg if the iceberg ever really comes to light and public information, you know, the public knows the kind of people who are who are basically taking the entire system for a ride, there's going to be uproar in this country. And that's where many of my left friends would think? be right in saying... Is it possible for it to come out? It's very difficult because the entire because system the is geared to keep it. You see, it's a system. That system is geared to what, hold on what, to What system. has to give for this... To come out, I'll tell you privatization you of the banks. Privatization. And let's let, let's no, actually that let's will resolve the solution. But no, no. who does in this so, information? How would so this? So one of the best ways is for the Supreme Court to say, "I want the information." Right. Mm. But what happens is, and we've seen this in 2G, governments brazenly appear at the Supreme Court and say, "Rats ate away the files." Uh. The files just disappear. Do you know 200 files of many of these cases, including 2G, just don't exist? Nobody knows where those files are. They've disappeared. And today we've learned that the Ishrat Jahan file ah, is... Files are missing. In yeah. fact, I saw those. 
So what will you do? And now? I remember when the government changed in Maharashtra also, Bhujbal should Yeah, there was aag lag gai thi. Aag lag gai thi. So why this aag is aag. a very... Anyway. But here, I just want to make one point here. Hmm. You see, and that frustrates a lot of us who are business journalists especially. That we talk a lot about free markets, liberalization, all these things in this country. But actually, and I said this recently in Barkha's show also, actually, there are very few defenders of the free markets, the true free markets in India. Nobody actually wants the free markets. Actually, that's an interesting one. Uh, sorry, Dipanjan, you want to come in before I give my little comment? No, I, I actually have very little perspective on Malia uh, disappearing or reappearing. I feel slightly bad when someone in, um, I think Rajasabha first said that, you know, he can be spotted a kilometer away or something. And I was like, Bichara, now he's being fat shamed also. Uh, and I felt a moment of kinship with him. But beyond that, uh, I have to, I have to say that you know, it it seems like one of those uh, situations, like you were saying, where uh, the media has kind of been able to make it happen. But I think it just does help that he's such a flamboyant character. It was an easier scapegoat to pick than I think a lot of people who are probably worse offenders than he is in terms of numbers. Right. I just think um, you know, um, a uh, coming back to Arnab, this really shows that he understands the medium. He understands the game he's playing. So as much as we trash him, and I know I you know, do more than many other people, he identified a story. And this wasn't a story that broke right now. You know, It's been a story for the longest time. He said, this is how we'll go after it. And he made it the biggest story that everybody else followed. So, baki sab ke karte and he hasn't had just one debate. He's had a series of debates. Huh. And oh. the funniest in one of the debates was this guy from Procept, I think, a PR company. Huh. Possibly employed by uh, Malia. I'm not sure of that. But he appeared with the slogan, Def Defending Malia. Defends Malia. They give their title. Yeah. Huh? And like a lot of people, he got carried away the mahal and started trashing uh, Malia. Malia. <laughs> and this Damania... <laughs> Who's on the? Who has been and, and resigned since uh, before the uh, thing happened? Uh, the mania said to him that, I, smiling in that ironical way of his, that I thought you were here to defend Malia, and the guy just goes did, on. Did the ticker suddenly change to attacks it Malia? Didn't <laughs> it didn't change. The way, guy went on because he suddenly realized that I think he realized that he was looking really foolish. Defending something which is indefensible. I know if no, it's the guy who I think you're talking about, he looks foolish all but, the time. Uh, and then know? one I sentence he to... said, which is remarkably foolish, he says, I don't only speak for myself, I speak for the whole country. How does anyone get up? In honor of show, everybody speaks for the country. Not <laughs> even Narendra Modi can get up and say, I speak but for the country. Who said this? You can't. The same Procept guy. The Procept guy said, I speak yes. for the whole country. A PR guy says, I'm speaking for the but country. But nobody, Avinandar, to come back to my point, nobody actually sorry. speaks for the free markets. That's true. We pretend the, to speak for the, the true free sense. markets. Although, speaking of people saying foolish things, you know, Surjit Bhalla was on one of these discussing this very thing. Now, while I think there's plenty wrong with communism from the very basic, what it says, what the Communist Manifesto even says, I mean, you have to be in a different planet to think you can actually make that happen. But that aside, Trying to give the spin of now crony capitalism is giving capitalism a bad name. So Surjit Bhalla and a few other free marketers have said we'll start calling it crony socialism. We don't explain why. Papa's lexicon badaldo or bolge ha socialism bad name. He said I will not call it so only crony. You know how, how he talks to Surjit Bhalla. Mr. Bhalla, Montek, Shantek, all that have the same. 
I will not call it crony capitalism. I will call it crony socialism. Now, this, and he goes too so in crony socialism into the scene like you know Ritesh Deshmukh is too so into films. But I mean, and then so, it's true. One second, what I'll just finish. Uh, that's no, a good analogy. I'll just, I'll just finish. That's it. another good one. You're in, on a good roll today. In which, in which case, see what is capitalism? Capitalism is when private enterprise takes resources and in a fair, dips. in a fair manner. It makes some sort of an enterprise or an e economic model out of it. Okay, socialism is when you take something and the government distributes it among the public for public use, not to build an enterprise. So, if you start calling this crony capitalism, so crony socialism, so is is uh, Vijayamali a crony socialist? Like, how does that work? Like, someone explain this to me. So I think what Anand is no. basically trying, yeah, go on, go on, go on, please. Right, okay, sure. So, two things I want to say here, and I think fairly important, the first one, and then I'll come back to your this thing, you see. Uh, the point is that no one is blaming the government. I I feel the government is criminally, criminally or criminally responsible for this. Solely responsible. I don't blame Malia. This is what criminals do. They try and run. I blame Narendra Modi. And you know the reason why no other party, even if they, even though they hate Narendra Modi, they will blame him is because everyone, you know, What's supports the, the nationalization of banks. Everyone's part of the loot. But Anand, this is, whole scam started in the UPA time. Vijay, this, uh, Vijay Malia's thing did not happen, no, no. start in the Madhu, NDA. That is immaterial. That is immaterial. No, that means the Congress was just as responsible, the banks were just sure, as responsible. What I'm saying is, it's been not two years. It we can't keep blaming the Congress. I mean, Narendra Modi has been in charge for two years, and the guy who says, who came on the plank, that government has no business to be in business, is running Ashok Hotels, is running banks, is running all these organizations. Air India. Uh, Air India. And it, you know, kind of disinvests 10% disinvests shares in Coal India and uh, orders LIC to buy it. So let's not trust him on this, at least on this. And the second point is, I, I didn't hear uh, Dr. Bhalla, uh, you know, or Mr. Bhalla, uh, but what probably might have, you know, what uh, the aspect of crony socialism, I would say, out here is that he took the money from public sector banks. So in that sense, it is crony socialism. Not that this guy is a crony but socialist. But he hasn't taken it like only that. from public sector banks. Right. But uh, he is know, a defaulter in both private and public sector banks. So mm -hmm. there is there's fairness. And why have the banks not gone after him? I Political. think as Hindol says, that is yeah. setting, it's setting. A, Yeah, it's a setting. Some mele hoi ji, some mele hoi. Let's move on. It is actually true because we move on to, I suppose, Sri Sri's event. Uh, unless we have some other ideas or if someone has something more to add no, on this. but it's connected because why were there no, you know, no politicians were protesting? Because everyone had been invited to give a speech. Everyone Sorry, was supporting We are on what now? Uh, Shri I'm Shri. Just, yeah, just giving the example of Shri, Achha, Shri. Shri Okay, we'll come to Shri Shri last because then we can end on a holy note and we'll have a very nice uh, song also. What but there's, a, there's a bit of a joke because he moved from Malaya to Shri Shri <laughs> about the art of living and the art of leaving, which is nice. what I attempted one with the art of good times, but it didn't catch on. But at least I tried, you know. So uh, we can just come back to Dipanjana since you are right now in Kolkata, but you were in Bombay. Mm -hmm. I read that uh, Mr. Uh, Raj Thakre has asked all his supporters that if they see any new registration number in an auto, first take out the passenger and the driver and then burn the auto. Which is, I mean, I, I think in the standard operating procedure is the better uh, one. There's a rider there. The rider is that uh, you will burn the new registration, uh, new registered auto huh. if it belongs to a non-Maharashtrian. No, but what he's saying is that all of them belong to non-Maharashtrians. Now, did you see any such... No. 
No, because aside from everything else, I do love how Raj Thakre envisions his mass <laughs> troops, right? That they're going to read the registration number, first of all, of these whizzing autos and then grab and then tell the passenger that, Sajjai Abdara Mahabeh. It's beautiful. <laughs> and suppose the guy fights back, you know, I, I don't like my auto and being burned. See, this is the thing. This is Bombay. So the chances of the passenger getting off are extremely low because if you like, mujhe local So this is beautiful. This is this is the kind of call to arms one should absolutely send out because there is no way anyone's going to do it. But you see, it. this is the thing. I mean, you know, in a sense, and I, I'm sitting in Delhi, so I can safely say this. I mean, Raj Thakre is like an older Kanhaiya Kumar. You know, like I mean, Raj Thakre. I mean, why does he exist? It's pure nuisance value. He exists purely to be nuisance value. There is no contribution his party has made in its entire history, apart from, I mean, it, it doesn't, they don't even really, I mean, if you look at the numbers, the pure numbers, right? What is the vote share that their party wins? So who do they represent? But not just the, okay, forget the party, what the party wins, but he's part of the Shiv Sena block. What was, I mean, if the Jhagada hadn't happened. Yeah. So he is what the Shiv Sena is. I mean, there's no difference. But the only thing is, the Shiv Sena, the mothership, so to speak, has moved on and is actually doing quite well. Oh, Whereas come on. He, no, no, compared to what he's doing, Anand. I don't think they're doing well. No, 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 no. I mean, to sorry, Deepanjana, come in. Let Deepanjana come in. Politically doing well. Deepanjana, you were saying? I was just saying that I don't think Shiv Sena's done well. There's uh, where, in, the, in the BMC, to... but not in the but in the assembly election they didn't do that well. I think the BMC. Oh, they're they did. They did. Power. Right, right. They're they, in they, power they did. today. Sure, they are. They're in power. I mean, they they are the ruling with the BJP. Governing. They're the ruling party. They're, they're the governing. They're the governing, governing. party. They Although in this instance, I'd rather you not use governing. This is true. I no, I completely agree with you, Dipanjana. They expected to do much much better. I completely agree with you. Of course, you're absolutely right. I'm just saying, compared to Raj Thakre, who was going to be the who was, we were told for many years when I was in Bombay, the real heir to Bala Sahib Thakre. Look at where he is, and look at where I mean. I remember when I was in Bombay, they used to say, "Udhav to fattu hai." You know, he doesn't have the machismo to you know be the next Bala Thakre. Well, clearly, this is the man who's managed to. For whatever it's worth, steer his ship. After your films, the acting of Abhishek Bachchan also came. But now, it can happen anything if you remain at it long enough. One quick thing that I want to say, far be it from me to defend the Shiv Sena or Baal Thakre. And while I was young and I used to be in Delhi, I used to wonder that how do these people win this, that. And then when I went to Bombay, I spent some time there. I lived there for a year. I'm going to film. And I may sound like uh, uh, an axle here while defending. I'm not defending, but I'm. Yeah. I'm just trying to justify why they come to power. Yeah. I was aware of someone fairly well known who really treated their help really badly. Mm. Uh, the household help, mm. and that is very common in all of India. Mm. Okay, it is not unique to Bombay, but that is. Mm. We are dicks like that. Yeah. Okay, let's Completely. be honest. Yeah. So um, they, whatever happened, and and. This person had no access because if you know uh, the the maid would go and file an FIR, this person was strong enough for the cops to say, "Gee, the whole country knows you. We cannot. It's just a maid." The maid went to uh, the to mm. the Shiv Sena, and the they Shana. came and they said, "You will apologize. You will give her back what you just took from her, and you will behave properly. I will can't break your legs." Yeah. 
नाउ देर अ सॉन्ग इन इन गुलाल दैट सेज एक बकत की बात बताएं एक बकत की जब शहर हमारो सो गए थो और रात गजब की जहूँ और तब और दिशा से लाली छाई रे जुगड़ी नाचे चूनर ओढ़े खून नहाई रे सब औरों गुलाल पुत गयो बिपता आई रे जिस रात गगन से खून की बारिश आई रे एंड वॉट इज सेंग इज दैट द सिटी वॉज स्लीपिंग वेन ऑल दिस शिट वॉज हैपनिंग बट वेन द रेवल्यूशन केम देन दिस इट शिट हाउ डिज हैपन सो दोज अवास हुन दिस इन जस्टिस इन आर होम्स वे मेड्स आर violently treated or treated and if she goes to bal thakre and says what well, the yeah. cops can't do he is going to rise so i see why it happened i showed it, they showed it in the film sarkar also yeah sarkar was exactly that yeah so yeah um we can we can move and on and i to think that that i must say we must pay tribute to our um indian cinema of having evolved mm. in a rather marvelous way of way ahead of television television is still stuck in the 70s sure. and 80s mm-hmm. showing fantasies and these sas bahu and this uh, reiterating clichés and stereotypes instead of showing the new realities yeah. where actually madhu television has regressed since the 80s exactly. i mean if you think of tamas and tamas and yatra and, 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 you know, but if you think about it there's a very there's a very clear reason for that uh movies at the end of the day are tremendously dependent upon the person on the street as opposed to the person who owns the television in their house for its earning hmm no i i don't agree because television if you've driven through mumbai you see there in uh, antennas in every slum if you go to delhi slums there antennas everyone has a tv they may not uh, in any of those areas so tv a television set is pretty ubiquitous it is but in terms of the um, the economics that demand, that sort of guides the programming the rating systems that uh, you know these guys float around to get advertising rates they're not looking at your slum numbers at all right that the, the whole tam scam in fact that is something yeah. that needs a whole story i think story. it's because i think it's on in the marketing and advertising side i think they're running behind in in imagination and they're Absolutely. living in in fear and because they are fearful of trying new programming exactly i agree uh, the same way bollywood is extre- was extremely uh, tentative in trying new films and and from my i i i have to be corrected by anyone who knows better my feeling is that it was satya that was the surprise yeah. uh, success which nobody thought it was an offbeat film in those days mm. offbeat now it's almost mainstream uh that changed everything and then all of vishal bhardwaj's really cutting edge films which made it and then you know all these others that have come up no, you're uh, right actually Sa- satya was the but actually satya cinema you know cinema moment. actually cinema has been prescient in trying to you know look at the india story i mean karan johar nobody thinks of karan johar as cutting edge mm-hmm. uh, in, in reflecting our society but remember even karan johar saw where the indian immigration story would one day go right he was one of the first people who saw that look this is where we're going to this is what we're going to be talking about today we talk so much about you know uh, the, the 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 pravasi bhartiya divas and all of that we forget that karan johar and all these guys were some of the first people who realized that they filmed that, the tailor made for the nara audience right. and actually so that what narendra modi is doing today karan, karan johar saw a decade and a half ago <laughs> that's that's on i mean i can't up. believe i would be exactly joining into a either with, karan johar or narendra no, modi i can't believe that. i'd be joining into uh, agreeing with about karan johar because i find him a little 
strange. Not strange. He's just <laughs> daily annoying. Just annoying. You know, yeah. he thinks he's cool when he's not. Hmm. And that's, that is annoying. He's not cool. Hmm. He's yeah. just not cool. And, but one film that he made that flopped, which I thought was a good film. Gang. Yeah. No. The one on uh, infidelity. Kabhi alvida na kehna. Kank madhu kabhi alvida na kehna. Oh, sorry, sorry, kank. You're just so not with it, you know. So I'm totally not cool. You're just so not Karan. I'm so not cool. So, um... Kejo, if you please. Kejo. So in that, where a woman falls in love and adultery isn't... She's not a vamp, she's not villainous. Yes. It's a relationship outside the marriage is shown as something that happens and is... Accept, acceptable in the song that she's not a villainous over it. And there is no reason. Yeah. That's the most villainous. That's, that's what life is. I have to say, I mean, like, I'm not a huge fan of the kind of films that he makes. I uh, hate his films. For obvious reasons. Mm. <laughs> but, but I do think he's one of the smartest people in the industry. Yeah. And among the most curious, among the few yeah. people who's actually listening. And uh, talking about him, I would like to add one rather important thing. Yeah. He was asked in an interview in some conclave, uh, about his sexuality mm. and I thought he said a remarkable thing mm. he said we don't live in a country where my being open about my sexuality is possible if it was possible I would be leading a movement about it oh, is that right? that's what he said wow. and mm. therefore I cannot be open about it and I think that is big and now if you I've seen recently a couple of um, uh, these award shows, mm. you know, the, 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 the film award shows, which I absolutely love. Mm. I think they are a reflection on all the tackiness and the junk of our society. And I love watching them, mm. not in a patronizing way. I actually love them. Mm. And uh, in that, he has allowed, obviously, scripted jokes, mm. in, yeah. alluding to his... Uh, Sexuality. Yeah. I mean, even in the roast. Yeah, in the roast. And Twinkle Khanna also that, said once... Uh, when one sec, one sec, yeah. Panjana. Uh, one sec, Anand hasn't said anything on this. No, I'd say, you know, stop uh, uh, blasting Kejo. Huh. Uh, but, I mean, there is one aspect to Kejo which, uh, you know, not many people talk about, which is that uh, normally directors in Bollywood, I don't know what happens, you know, they're, they're directing from, you know, somewhere else, some city, then suddenly they land up in uh, Mumbai and they become, they kind of, you know, uh, <clears throat> wear a totally different personality. So, uh, you know... Kejo's film, I thought uh, uh, one of really good Kejo uh, film was where a clutch of directors made, I think Dips would know this, where he played, you know, he basically directed... Ten, ten films were... What yeah. an edgy Bombay film. Bombay Talkies. Bombay Talkies. Yes, an yes. An edgy film. It, that you, was fantastic. You would not recognize and I think the best portion of that, he in fact, he trumped even Vishal Bhardwaj in that. He directed one of those? He yeah. directed one of those. You could not oh, recognize Rani it Mukherjee. as... Okay, you couldn't recognize it as one of his films. In room you've seen that works like that. Sorry, come again? Karan Johar's film, I mean, brave because, you know, he took on certain things. But my God, he, he subscribed to every cliche. It was unbearable. Yeah, I, although on Kank, I watched it and I completely disagreed with that whole thing that he's made a bold film. Because when the actual moment of uh, adultery was happening, you know, 100 violence took off at the back and uh, <laughs> Shah Rukh Khan gave that expression where his eyes were watering and she was, oh, oh imagine. Yeah, if you're doing it, just do it matter-of-factly, it's boredom. You know, when it became this, like, I'm giving up my firstborn, dude, please. 
if you want to make a bold film, don't make such a big deal about getting uh, laid. I completely agree. I mean, of course, he's I didn't see it as a bold and film. tacky and all of that. I didn't see it as a bold film. I saw it as a film that dealt with things in a more realistic way than pretending that, you know, the person who has an affair outside a marriage or falls is in love a, is a bad person. I mean, I, I thought Kank was very interesting for one reason. And I remember seeing this actually with a friend who was going who later on, not at that point, later on actually had an adulterous sort of relationship in her life. Mm. Whereas she couldn't understand when we were watching the film, why, why did they not get along, right? Why were their marriage falling apart? You know, this idea There's that a marriage, a yes, a marriage has to fall apart because the man is a bastard or the woman is a vamp. As That's what I liked about the There film. was no reason. They were perfectly good friends. They got along with each other, but there was something missing. Right. And that itself being a reason enough for a marriage to fall apart. I think that is a, it's an interesting. So I think and Karan it's also Jamar, the thing that maybe the marriage didn't fall apart. That's The marriage was there, perhaps, but yes. she fell in love with someone else. Yeah, yeah. And I think Karan Johar is very tacky, I agree, is very melodramatic, is very funny and all of that. But I think he gets a particular kind of urbanism. Mm. And I don't think India still really is an urban country, if you know what I mean. We are pockets of great urbanism, but we are not an urban country. And Karan Johar is one of the rare people who gets urbanism of a particular but kind. I, I just like to say that I don't think he's tacky. He's extremely... Uh, Cunning. Shrewd, yeah. And that's what uh, very, like I said, he's it's a business. He's, sorry? Shrewd. That's what you yeah, said. Shrewd. 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 Hmm. But, he's not, but he's not cool. Hmm. Yeah, Deepan, um, go? Cool or not, I, I mean, that's such a subjective thing that I'm not going to go there. But All he right. is smooth. He is urbane. And yet he is curious about the worlds that are yeah. outside of his own. He's also capable of making fun of himself, which yeah. is something that is very rare in his generation. <laughs> yeah, very rare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for him. Yeah. It's mm. just that I don't like his work, but like Hindol, I think, just said, he does know how to tap into ideas that will appeal and that will resonate with his audience. And Speaking that ultimately of, is what he's supposed to do. You know, and also what, tap into those ideas at a moment. See, the moment, if, you, if the idea comes too soon, nobody cares. It's hitting that idea at an inflection point, which is... I mean, Ornob, we were talking about Ornob. Mm. Ornob is also possible in this moment of history, exactly. if you know what I mean. I, I get what you're saying. Right? So it's an inflection point. So moving on to a related subject of dick size. I don't know how <laughs> many of you saw the GOP debate. I'm not talking about this. Ma Madhu, the GOP debate. Like, I thought that was fascinating. This week, for the last that two, three weeks. That man has taken the world into forget the... Forget the world. I cannot even, even, I'm not satiated. Come here, I'm not even satiated by Arnab's shows now. I need... <laughs> you need Trump. I need Trump. I need CNN. I need a Fox. <clears throat> you know, that... Where's all of these hands? I guarantee you everything's fine. I was like, dude... And you know, the best comment on this was Bill Maher, who said, what better reason can you have for a first woman president than that the GOP presidential <laughs> candidates are debating dick size on stage? <laughs> I was like, I was watching that. And then after that, you know, the post-GOP debate discussion on the next day, so there was a lot of... Uh, pushback from conservatives that we can't watch the, you know, uh, presidential debate because with our kids because the kind of stuff being discussed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, just imagine this is like the greatest country on earth, so yeah, some say. Yeah. You know that that contradiction. It was just too funny. And after that, when he they go after each other, when they bicker, ham kitni bhi gali de de apne netaon ko. Other than the odd Salman Khurshid or Mani Shankaraya who was so bloody, what you bloody chai wala, you gutter snipe. <laughs> 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 I 
a you know and and because of the work that i do and the job that i do we follow american politics quite closely mm. i think trump is an again in this moment an incredibly clever man i don't think trump himself believes 90% of the stuff that he's saying wow okay i think he's an incredibly sharp and shrewd man who's tapped into a moment and he also knows he's tapped into a moment and he stepped into a moment he will milk it like a like a you know like a rapacious businessman mm. he will milk it for all its worth if that makes him president so be it But i just now have an image of trump in a milkmaid's outfit <laughs> i i call that you know what what uh, hindol just explained people can do that i call them the ganne ka juice walas because you know the ganne ka juice walas <laughs> takes out every little drop like ah, he first then correct. he pours in half then but by the end of it there's not a <laughs> drop left so uh, anyway so i thought that was very exciting television as but far I as news is concerned i disagree with you on that yeah you mm. you think I, he believes what he says he's an idiot i think people always because i remember this about vijay malia okay that when he was publicly doing well mm-hmm. uh whenever i had any exposure to him my reaction to him afterwards would be like my god he's really an egomaniac and he's a fool and everyone would say no 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 you don't know he's so brilliant he's so you know he's really clued in he knows how to run a business that was when he was publicly a success now now that is publicly known that he's made this horrendous mistakes now he's a fool of course so i think with trump there is always this thing that if a man has made so much money he's got to be smart that is an american thing that nobody makes that kind of money unless you're smart mm. i disagree with that sometimes you make money even though you're an idiot hmm and, sec- and especially if you start off with 200 million dollars if he just put that in yeah, he an index fund yeah he would have secondly, been worth more than what he is today secondly i think that going by his statements before he was campaigning mm. when he was his himself as a business person mm. they were no liberal. different from what they are now no some of them exactly. were liberal exactly he's never and, and thirdly no man would say i would date my daughter if she wasn't my daughter it thinks that he can get by that statement get elected in america because so americans approves yeah no no i completely agree with you. fair enough i mean i and you have very valid points i i was actually talking about okay so obviously he he might be a crude human being uh, i was actually talking more in terms of his policy statement so to speak for he knows instance, the game he's playing and he knows how it's going to fall for instance this wall that he will supposedly build on the us mexican border and make Dying them pay for it that. i want to i mean if if he really thinks that then it's very scary then he's clearly mad right i mean because if he truly thinks he's going to build a wall then he's obviously completely mad and I he mean, doesn't know mexicans yeah, what I, is a is a wall going to stop them no yeah. way and oh, again this whole thing about i will i will prevent every muslim from coming into america mm. i mean those statements he probably he, knows they are over the top how, i, I yeah, mean how possibly. are you going to deliver on any of these state you know promises i Anand, think i i mean just to put it succinctly in yeah. one sentence he is not a coward but he's a psychopath it's <laughs> 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 bad news for him no but cowardice is not being tested anand comes up with one world. line but it's worth 
No, but it's not being tested. He could be a coward. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Deepanjana, would you vote Trump? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what impression have I been giving? This is really <laughs> okay. worrying. Here, I have, I have a smarter question. Would you... Uh, are, are you more keen Hillary be president of Bernie? Uh, see, that's a tough one. But mm. I think my heart's for Bernie. Right. Okay. You know, because this is one thing that I may sound sexist while saying this, but I think a lot of women want Hillary to succeed only because they are women and she is a woman and they want her to be the first woman that president. That doesn't work for me. And I, I want to work and, for and a woman. I've been told a by you know my friends and family that I'm being completely sexist when I say that. But I, you know, I went over her earlier stances and today's stances. I I don't see how you can vote for her on policy. I think it's yeah. only yeah. So, Madhu? No, I wouldn't vote for her. Mm. I wouldn't vote for Trump. Would you uh, vote for Bernie Sanders? No, I wouldn't vote for... It's the same situation. You'd move to Canada. <laughs> it was the same situation. Hey, Justin Trudeau, man. I'd move to India. Or No, the point is that I was faced with the same situation when there were Indian elections. The choice was not great. And the choice was also like, nota. You know, I mean, what does one do? Mm. Which year, Madhu? In the last one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rich. So each one is a problem, and I think with I don't agree with the position that you've got to vote uh, Hillary in because she's a woman. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not that committed to uh, gender so politics that, that, that you have to have a woman no matter what, of a, of a no matter how much right? of a dick she is. Sorry, one second, Pansha. I said I don't think that it's necessary to vote a woman in no matter how much of a dick she is, because I don't like her policies <laughs> on India and Pakistan and the kind of things she did when she was foreign secretary. Deepanjana was saying? No, I was saying that if one ends up voting for a candidate purely on the basis of their gender, that's kind of defeating the whole point of a feminist stance. Yeah, exactly. Well said. But Hillary is bad news for India. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Hillary right. is her bad news as far as we are horrendous. concerned. And showed She's ignorance. Yeah, I mean, Why is but that doesn't good? her friendliness with Barkha count? I'm just saying. I mean, she's You're interviewed obsessed. Arrest. You're obsessed with Arnab and Barkha. No, I'm just saying. Let them be obsessed with each other. Why are you getting in the way? Because we, we critique the news. Hillary is coming and coming. Barkha is not here. I'm just saying. We make lobby like I don't think she's given an exclusive to any Pakistani journalist. Just trying my luck. Sorry. <laughs> huh? I'm not going to say anything about this, but... Uh... <laughs> In dollars being saved. Yeah, I mean, but foreign policy-wise, I don't think Hillary is good news for us at all. But huh. I mean, you see, the other thing is, it doesn't really matter whether Hillary is good for us or not. Mm. Americans are voting if Hillary is good for them. Yeah, sure. Fair so, enough. Fair enough, you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, for a long time, for about 40, 50 years, India, the word India didn't even get into the sentences of American I presidents. Think foreign policy in America so, is dictated by the CIA and FBI. It's not dictated by... I heard a very interesting podcast on that. You sound like Dr. Swami. <laughs> <laughs> Moving quickly on, lovely. Now we quickly have to talk about the last issue, the NGT. And before that, I just like to point out to everyone: think about. I would like your suggestions. You don't have to come up with one, but if we can leave our viewers with something interesting or value adding to the life that you've read or heard in the news, please give those suggestions when we end the podcast. Now the National Green Tribunal, the Art of Living. I don't know what the latest is. Just put on the TV. Let's see what's on the ticker. Okay, so the National Green Tribunal, uh, I don't know what the latest is. Last I read, Sri 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 had refused to pay the fine. The Can I tell a funny on. story about Sri Sri? Sure. Sri Sri in, arrived in Davos. Hmm. Which year was this? I think four years ago. Three, four years ago. Uh. Uninvited. 
thinking I like because he's the lord of the universe so a friend of a friend of mine uh very close friend of mine uh said that he was just walking in to the davos venue when he saw uh sri sri in tears wringing his hands and whining and crying they're not letting me in they're not letting me in and howling and howling and howling and said please help me get in please help me get in so my friend is very hard cold ruthless type he said i'm sorry i'm not going to get any anybody in and walked off but that is how pathetic a character who thinks that you know and i've known i know people who knew he him he's lost all shri shri followers as a and i know <laughs> and uh, this is Say probably something good about nirmal baba for heaven's sake uh, nirmal baba wants to subscribe kare no and once he invited a bunch of journalists to meet him so out of curiosity i said okay we we'll meet him and before i went in they said uh, please ask him questions he likes questions please ask questions because he doesn't like to talk without questions so i thought acha wahan do teen prabhu chawla tha shekhar tha koi aur aise journalist ikatthe kiye hue the so i'm thinking question puchna question kya puche so i said i asked him i said sri sri ji do you believe in first i said don't call him sri sri ji i said okay sorry whatever they call him i said do you believe in spirits visiting us in the afterlife that after the spirit has left the body do you believe that they come back and they can talk to you or do things around you are they there so i the response i got was hey giggle 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 what do you think so i said i don't know that's why i'm asking you then everybody jumped on my throat you can't talk to him like that what do you mean by saying i'm a, he's telling you by saying what do you think that is his answer go home and reflect and meditate on what you think that was his answer. that was mysterious you can laugh loudly <laughs> no. <laughs> no i i confess that you know out of sheer curiosity there was a gathering of art of living thing in you know our uh, locality and i decided to kind of just see what happens so uh-huh. i got in line and i got you know into the assembly thing and they gave us all a grape uh, a grape single uh-huh. grape and they said put it in your mouth and savor it for 5 minutes you know just try and close your eyes and you know, the spirituality of the grape will kind of go into your veins and everything you know 30 seconds ho gaye ek minute ho gaya <laughs> i left <laughs> gobbled it up and left that was the thing that was no i must just your that was a shishi experience i must have been for 2 minutes <laughs> i went to one week waking up at 6 in the morning actually 5:30 in the morning to be there at 6:30 for a week to go to an art of living course because i was curious ki sari aurtein ja rahe hain dekhte hain what are they following sare you know fantastic ye wo went for one week went through the whole system one thing is for sure that no matter which meditation technique the guru is marketing that day whether it's osho's sri sri maharishi mahesh yogi uh, sadguru and i've done all of them no meditation techniques can fail they always work they always bring results yeah, they I, I always have value in it i there think there is a medic there is a mental and phys- and of course the dalai lama who i take more seriously than anybody else um all of those techniques do work which is why he's so big uh, madhu i'm and, not very okay, sure so let me just bring in hendol and divani to come in also so let me just tell yeah, you one please. let me finish so at the end of the thing uh they go around the room the last day saying what did you learn what did you learn what did you learn so actually the course was extremely basic and i've been meditating 
for mm. 30, 35 years now. Mm. So it was so basic, but anyone who's meditating for the first time and begins to feel the changes in mm. body and mind and, and disposition and characteristics mm. and concentration, all the benefits of meditation, they were all like enthralled and everything. And when my turn came, I had to say, think of something positive to say mm. because it was rude to kind of say that, you know, you wasted my time. Then in the end, I said, I said, what you've clued me in is to my own arrogance. Mm. Because for every day that I was here, mm. I felt it's, this is a waste of time because I've done this and I don't need this. Mm. And what I then clued into that stop being arrogant, stop being arrogant. So, so the guy says, see, you, this is what I meant when the first day you came in, I knew you were an arrogant person. <laughs> That's why I said, okay. fine, okay. Thanks very much. <laughs> I was told as a kid, uh, apparently, they, you know, when you, have, when you prepare for something in your exams and something else comes, what do you do? So there was this story that I was told about a kid who's prepared uh, an essay on the cow. And the mother. Because that's yes. cow. Yeah, and then there was something about the coconut, mother. Coconut tree, I think. No, no, oh, let her talk, yeah. Instead, when he gets to the uh, examination hall, he has to write an essay on a river. Oh. So he says that uh, there is a very lovely river, and next to it is a cow. And he writes down his cow essay. Right. This is a bit like that. I mean, he kind of <laughs> sounds like he's decided that this is what he will say. So whatever you do, but it's going to prove how awesome he is. You know, the only, only thing is that I think what has happened in all of this is... Uh, actually yeah, coming back to the events. Have, coming have, back to the events. And also the core ideas. I mean, mm. for instance, you know, this idea about... I mean, obviously, Shishi, you know, may, uh, obviously didn't put it right. But if you read Ramana Maharishi, for instance, mm. all the 30 years or whatever he was on the hill of Arunachala, Paul Brunton, the great English writer, mm. you know, goes up to him and speaks to him. And the Maharishi, one of the things is, you know, so when questions are asked to him, he was silent largely kept on asking, so who's the one who's asking the question? And there's a whole conversation. Very interesting. You should read it sometime. Very, very interesting. I think, I think it's the definitive yeah. dialogue. And, and, and it's, a, it's a wonderful dialogue and it sort of unravels many of the things that you know Paul Branton is thinking and so on and so forth. What has happened is, unfortunately, there is, I mean, Vipassana, for instance. You know, what is it? At the end of the day, Vipassana is, I mean, and Madhu would know much more than me. But it's basically delving into yourself. Yeah. But when put badly by somebody who was clearly trying to enter Davos and blah and blah. It basically takes away from the real ideas and the real... But I think at one level, he has me. his stuff figured out. Anand, do you want to go? Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, I just wanted to make a point as to... Uh, it'll be quite interesting if somebody, you know, like Wendy Doniger, uh, psychoanalyzes why uh, <clears throat> we as Indians are enraptured by... You know these gurus and just uh, godmen, yeah. and I, I don't know. You know, but my amateurish take would be that we, as a people, are actually uh, petrified of introspection. We are petrified of being alone. You know, we are like nosy neighbors. Our houses are right next to each other. If you are alone in a room for like five minutes, we are looking for company. We don't want to do things on our own. So maybe this meditation and this yearning for you know having a guru who can ask you to sit quiet for half an hour and, you know, kind of think, think about things. Uh, uh, you know, this is probably just a release. I think, I think I also cannot think of a, any other reason. I think we are brought up in a way to feel secure that you have a, uh, a boss up there. Mm. 
and that's why we have such like three I think it's a caste system. No, but one second, it's not one second uh, three million followers of Asaram. So we have a nation of followers, whether they're followers of Narendra Modi, it's almost a need to hook your identity on somebody else. And there's a security in it. And I think that is an extremely dangerous position because it kills individuality, creativity, and not realizing the basis of Hinduism that every journey is actually within yourself. You don't need an outsider. You can take guidance, but to hook your whole life on following someone's edicts, no matter how ridiculous they may be, and as you've seen, around the world, like that fellow Jones, where 300 people committed suicide at his bidding, it's around the world that every, there are hordes of people who just like to follow. But I think but coming to what Anand said... Guru is like a murti, right? I mean, at the end of the day, your journey will still be inside, but you, the path might move through something. I, I honestly think it's a throwback of the caste system because everyone has their place and you are subordinate to someone else. The entire thing of Eklavya cutting off his thumb just because they don't ask him to, you know, don't question your guru. But anyway, let's just come back to this event. event yeah. I think this event, again, one of the funniest jokes I read on Twitter was he's says Shri Shri twice because he can do the setting of two governments. <laughs> now, after Narendra Modi, sorry, after Prana Mukherjee, Kaltik, Marod from the Patli Gali bus, it's getting hard to handle. I indisposed. I indisposed. Now I'd like to see if he goes in. But uh, is the Prime Minister finally going to speak there? Is, I don't know. I, I think he's not going. But, the but officially PMO has not said anything. I don't know. At least I didn't hear. Oh, I was just told that it's not secure for him. I mean, that's what the news oh, really? said. That it's not secure. That's but one excuse. All I'm saying is that I just wish that someone had the guts to stop this event. And... I wish the court steps in because he has on television, I saw him today saying I will not pay the fine. Why did Kejriwal give permission for something like this? No, the permission comes from DDA. Okay. Uh, that no, but is he's, Kejriwal is A, he's like the central government, he's supporting the yeah. event mm. and he was a speaker in it and he was silent all along. And now suddenly when In fact, the Delhi state is one of the, uh, whatever, supported by or sponsored by... Supported, the, yeah, sponsoring and uh, he's one of the speakers. And even Vandana Shiva... <laughs> Vandana Shiva, How is the she ace environmentalist, is also one of the speakers. For a long no, no, but time. I know, but as an environmentalist, how is she going to be defend this? No, no, but actually, it's the easiest for her to defend it because Shri Shri is a big proponent of organic agriculture. Okay. Vandana Shiva's entire point is non-GMO, organic agriculture. So Shri Shri is a great proponent. Anyway, I was at the airport yesterday, the international airport. I'd gone to pick up someone from family who was coming. And uh, I don't know if it's related, but visitors cannot enter the arrival area anymore. Mm. I was told because of some national security, but till the 12th, they're not allowed. Oh. And there's Shri Shri all over smiling down at, at us. And my, I was just, you know, hoping that my 80-year-old mother, 78, 76, sorry, mom, uh, <laughs> I'm getting your age wrong. But I was like, dude, she's expecting me inside. I mean, without telling till the 12th, no one can go inside. I don't know if it's got to do with the Shri Shri event, but if it does, dude, you're screwing up Yamuna, that's enough. Leave a fucking airport alone, yeah. And you're everywhere staring down at us. Anyway. No, and how is it possible that Shri Shri ventures to fit a population the size of Finland <laughs> on eight, 90 acres of a floodplain without a safety clearance? Whoa. I mean, See, yes, and uh, here I, oh, I, I actually, my take on this whole thing goes back to what Anand began by saying about Vijay Malia, that I blame the state. Please understand, I might have all the money in the world, right? I might be, be worth whatever, $100 billion, right? 
the land on which I want to do anything and the permissions needed therefore are the responsibility of the state, right? It is the state who's, to, who's supposed to look Stop at the plan saying, ye Yamuna ke bank mein hai, or you're going to destroy this, you're going to destroy that, whatever, there's no security, whatever the reasons, we cannot clear it. As a private individual, if I have the wherewithal, I will try to do all sorts of things. Mm. Right? That's what has happened in Delhi, right? It's the state's responsibility to check this and stop it. If there is a violation. But the fact that he will say that and if it goes ahead, I think it is shocking. It is it is disgraceful to say the least that a man can say that and get away with it and get away with holding the event. And uh, sorry, uh, we are way over time. Deepanjana, you want to weigh in on that and then we'll come to closing. Uh, I completely agree with you. I mean, even this whole thing of the NGT uh, weighing in on it was a complete joke because it was so close to the actual event starting that you couldn't feasibly actually hope for a constructive decision. They were obviously going to let it happen. Half of this so-called work has already happened. Yeah. Now, there's one point I'd like to make Which is, again, here. the problem of the state. Why did it go so close? I mean, actually, if you're doing something on a place like this, the NGT should have been involved one year ago. Yeah. How did those clearances get yes, passed? The NGT without... has been involved. The NGT had made it quite clear that there was no construction that was supposed to be happening there. So, who's, so, so there would be a state, there would be a line ministry or line department, not ministry, who would be in charge of therefore taking that further and preventing it. Because see, at the end of the day, if something is to be stopped, if I want to build, I want to build two illegal floors on top of my flat, somebody has to stop oh, me, sorry, right? Who's going to stop me? Yeah. But why does the entity give in and allow it with the fine of five crores? Why do they allow it if it is that not I bad? I cannot understand how an entire sorry. ecosystem admittedly already very, very damaged, but how do you value it at five crore and say, well, you know, it's kind of late, but you guys go on ahead with it. I don't know how they gave the go-ahead. And a fine is not enough. How do you replant trees? How do you do it's all the... Insane. Fix the damage that was... Anand? But yeah, I wanted to make... You know, this is not... Uh, I mean, all of us would remember that uh, the Chepok Stadium in uh, Chennai was refurbished, you know, for the World Cup. And they made this very beautiful stadium and this one stand that had that housed about 10,000 people. And uh, during the World Cup, it was filled up. And then they realized that they haven't taken the fire safety clearance. Uh, and for, are you serious? Yes, for the last three years, any match that is held there, you would see it in the IPL and all, you can clearly see a stand which is completely vacant. For the last three years, this is happening. Whoa. So, this is, see, this, I mean, that just shows a, how you powerful build a stadium, you fill it up with people, and you do not take a fire safety clearance. And this is a very interesting example. See, we're talking about Yamuna floodplains, right? Number one, I live next to that. I live in Mayur Vihar. Okay, a there was no that place. I mean, it's a, it's it's a rock and a hard place. You know what that place was? It was the breeding ground of two kinds of mafia: debris mafia and sand mafia. How do you think that entire belt construction is happening in Noida? Where is the sand coming from? It's coming from places like this. So it's totally controlled by the mafia, right? That's number one. Number two, funnily enough, nobody's talking about it. Where do you think the Commonwealth Games, if it's about the flat plains of Yamuna, yeah, it's built. Yeah. where yeah. do you think the, the Commonwealth Games stands? Right. Where but, does Akshardham but, Temple but stand? Kendall, again, a law is law. I mean, just no, because I somebody was lax during no, the no, UPA no, doesn't I'm giving mean... an example of the kind of Chepok uh, stadium. No, because these two have damaged the floodplain already. And, and they've done it. I mean, you know, so I'm just saying there's a historical precedence to all this, Tamasha. 
How did the Commonwealth Games come up there? How did the Akshardham Temple and come and up surely, there? And surely this man is more powerful than Kalmadi. So <laughs> there. Uh, okay, on that we'll wind up. I would like to share my two moments of brilliance and uh, dismal. Uh, I, I can't think of a word. Uh, this week, uh, first I'll tell you what really uh, made me want to vomit was <laughs> India TV. Uh, they were talking about Kanhaiya, and here I'm not talking about whether Kanhaiya is politics, whether he's smart, whether he's not, whether he knows what communism is, or whether he doesn't. They were talking about how he raised slogans. Mm. Uh, he he took a chutki at Modi when he was released and he came out. Mm. India TV was running a show, and the voiceover said, "Ye kaise hua?" You know how India TV voiceovers are, right? Or ye dekhiye, ye kaise hua? Ek 28 saal ke ladke or something of the sort. I'm paraphrasing. Ne Bharat ke pradhan mantri ko lalkara. Unko, as if it's such a big, you know, this shows our mindset. Madhu, what you were saying that it's internalized in us that you cannot question. Like, so, एक लड़के ने ललकारा प्रधानमंत्री को डेमोक्रेसी में तो भाई हम तो उनके घर के सामने मोहन जी को ललकारा के हमने तो उनके आसपास तांडव किया था 2009-10 में मुझे तो याद है इतने मजे आए थे और ये इंडिया टीवी बोल रहा है कि इनकी हिम्मत कैसे हुई? uh and i often say it with fondness and it's been misunderstood as i'm patronizing mm-hmm. but for me when i say bachche or bachcha it's like with fondness and this and the other thing is that very often people my age are told you're too old to understand this <laughs> okay there are many young people it who reverse definition reverse hota hai correct very so true there are many young people who may not understand the same thing i'm not getting but the age factor becomes a thing that you're too old to get this so forget it and i am battling sometimes young people who i find are thinking older than than me and i'm wondering like how are you there so age is really something i think we should forget yeah. because people can be brilliant when they're young and they can be stupid when they're old and vice versa unless it's drinking and driving so guys kids who are listening to this don't get too excited it's thappad padega hai chal chup baitho and the second the moment of brilliance was the npr podcast planet money and hindol you would like this in 2006 Uh, Warren uh, Buffett है ना Buffett ना बोल दो Warren Buffett of Berkshire has जो भी yeah, right. so he had put this wager he says all these hedge funds all these highly trained MBAs and this and these quants they don't know jack shit okay you invest in an index fund and you will beat these guys in the long run and of course the hedge fund geniuses from you know all the Ivy Leagues are really how dare he So, and it was a one million dollar wager, and a guy took it. Mm-hmm. So he invested in one of those uh, most basic index fund. And for those of our listeners who wonder what an index fund is, is basically you just take the companies that are listed on the index yeah. that that make the index, and you just invest in that. Yeah. It's like as it's it's just one step above an FD. Yeah. So um, and that bet. So it was a ten year window. That bet is coming to an end next year, yeah. and uh, he hit the the index fund he invested in. Has given 65%, and the hedge fund who gave, who basically gave a combination of all the most highly paid, you know, quants and geniuses, yeah. have given a return of 25%. But you know, there's an old joke about this in Harvard Business School where they took an orangutan 
and got the orangutan to yeah, throw darts right. at like you know random stocks, and that had a higher return. Yeah. So that, of course, yeah. I thought it was a fa- and this, the way the story is told, and they interviewed the guy who took the bet. Yeah. And so, so the journalist asked him, "So now, do you agree?" He says, "No, I just think I got lucky. Another ten years, and it will be different. <laughs> the same thing that they tell the client." <laughs> so those are my two bits of contribution. Anybody else wants to say anything? So I think my, um, I'll try. I'll start with the positive. You know, uh, what really made me excited this week was the story I read about this couple who came back from the U.S. and slowly by slowly over 30 years bought 300 acres in Karnataka, which were completely barren, and transformed it into a living forest, yeah, I which that. I think was a wonderful story. It's just a such a heartwarming Express? story. uh i'm not sure where i thought i saw it on facebook somewhere somebody had posted a link now i can't remember mm. uh, which organization had done the story i think it was a wonderful story the one that really worried me and 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 really distressed me and has been distressing me for some time is this whole ishrat jahan thing mm. i just do not understand how if there is clear evidence of somebody being a terror suspect how for 10 years nearly 10 years this is something that has been hidden or we have been lied to i just don't get it and please that i mean just to clarify if there was a illegal murder that took place people should be punished the man who did it is in prison today and should be in prison for as long as it takes i completely believe that you know that person should have been arrested but i just don't understand how we could have collectively hidden that fact that the person was clearly a member of a terrorist organization that really disturbs me because i think it sets very wrong precedences and and i think that really really disturbed me so yeah those are yeah i have an unusual uh, recommendation this time you know the asia cup final was going on and uh, india won the match and kohli played very well and i was watching it with my father in law and he said uh, tumhe pata hai dusra famous kohli kon hai and i said i have no idea <laughs> and then he said manmohan singh i said what i said the ex prime minister he said yes so i didn't believe him my source and then i checked and lo and behold he, he is manmohan singh okay oh, i really? didn't know that and then i for checking i went and there was this wonderful article by mark tully which i highly recommend on manmohan singh kohli you know his his path from you know pakistan where he grew up to cambridge and you know his brilliance and all that so i highly recommend it all right thank you dipanjana something you want to recommend um I think the the article that I would recommend is something that I read in a website called Eon um called it was about the history of ugliness history of ugliness basically, yeah basically what this this woman is um, someone who's researched notions conventions of beauty mm. and ugliness and she basically tells you how the idea of ugliness has changed over the years which only goes to show that there really isn't anything as ugly. Mm-hmm. We basically attribute qualities that we don't like to a physicality and that becomes ugly. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating um sort of look at how we how we decide what is beautiful mm-hmm. really. Yeah in fact on that the uh, dips I highly recommend a couple of books by Umberto Eco yeah, who died yeah. on beauty and on ugliness on beauty on ugliness. Yeah. yeah they're on wonderful beauty. books they're really really And what made you cringe? Oh social media in general makes me cringe that's <laughs> just anything. Um but you know let's focus on the good also Mad Max is really really which is just ugliness and beauty together in one thing hmm. fabulous stuff. I think This I'll watch it again. What I would highly recommend. Madhu Yeah. Um I think uh, the article that I was uh, 
guided by uh, Dipanjana in her article by Venkatesh Rao <clears throat> on imagination. I'm a great uh, fan of Malo, and he's taken off from that and how important imagination is in your daily life. I just mm -hmm. love that. And from that, I got sucked into the whole website Ribbon Farm. I see. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it's fabulous. I and forwarded what did you it hate? to. I forwarded it to oh. all my uh, uh, kids. Anything you hated? Oh, great. No. Okay, Dipanjana didn't hate anything. That's I a good positive note. And nodded Anand. Okay. I'm the only hater. No, me too. Okay. Yeah, high five, bro. We're the haters. <laughs> haters rock. Okay. Uh, okay, fine. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank you for inviting me here. It was great fun talking to you all no, of you. No, it was great for you, you to have come, Hindol. It's always you. fun talking to you. You always have great perspectives. And like you're right of center, I'm left of center. And Anand provides the center. <laughs> so thank center you. Center fresh. Center fresh. <laughs> what was it? Dimaag ki vatti jala. Dimaag ki vatti jala. Thanks Dipanjana. Thank you. You can thank get back. And we will leave Thanks. everyone with this song dedicated to Sri Sri. Sri Sri, aap bhi khush, hum bhi khush, hum bhi zuki. Sri Sri, jo bhi hai. Lekin yaar, humare shahar ko chhoor do yaar. Please. Aap se vinti hai humare. Episodes of NL Hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.